Okay, moving right along. We are in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 16. We're going through the New Testament in a year. We're doing mostly a chapter a day. Sometimes we don't get to every particular verse, but we do pretty good. So we're in chapter 16 of Matthew's Gospel. And it says, The Pharisees and the Sadducees came to Jesus and tested him by asking him to show a sign from heaven. Now, we've already said the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they're two religious parties, two sort of denominations, two viewpoints of the scripture. The, the Pharisees being very conservative and very strict in their interpretation of the scripture. The Sadducees being um, very liberal and not so strict in their interpretation of the scriptures. Ordinarily, they wouldn't get along so well, and they wouldn't do a lot of things together, but they're both opposed to Jesus, so here you have these enemies getting together to oppose Jesus. <laughs> Not the first time that that story has been told in history. Jesus replied, when evening comes, you say, it will be fair weather for the sky is red. And in the morning you say, today it will be stormy because the sky is red and overcast. And you know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you can't interpret the signs of the times. A wicked and adulterous generation looks for a sign, but none will be given it except the sign of Jonah. And then he left them and went away. Well, an awful lot going on there. Um, they're asking for a sign. Well, what kind of sign do they want when he's already been doing all of these things? And they really just want him to come and do a trick. They really just want to test him. Jesus has been healing the blind and healing physical ailments, uh, walking on water, doing miracles, and they want a sign. Well, Jesus said, no sign will be given. Well, a sign already has been given. And he said the sign that will be given to them would be the sign of Jonah. Well, what is that all about? Um, the book of Jonah is one that a lot of critics don't like the book of Jonah because it talks about a, a, a man who was swallowed by a great fish. So people call it Jonah and the whale. Well, it says it's a great fish, so I guess <clears throat> whale is a great fish. And people have had a problem with that. However, throughout history, even in um, just recent history, um, there have been accounts of people that have been swallowed by whales. So it's not... Um, it's not so unusual. I guess it's very unusual, but uh, it's not that it's unheard of. It certainly has happened before. So the sign of Jonah was that Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish. Then he came out. And the sign for Jesus, uh, uh, how it correlates with the sign of Jonah, is that Jesus would be three days and three nights dead in the, in the heart of the earth, and he would rise again. So that's the sign there. After the three days and three nights, Jesus comes back to life, resurrected from the dead. So that's the sign. That's the sign that they'll have. And even then, they won't believe. So Jesus left them and went away. Amazing how abruptly Jesus just leaves. You know, says, you know, a wicked and adulterous generation looks for a sign and the only sign that will be given to you is the sign of Jonah. And then, then it goes away. Um, when they went across the lake, because again, a lot of his ministry is around the Sea of Galilee. So he's going across the lake. The disciples forgot to take bread. And Jesus said, be careful. Be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. You know, those guys had just tried to trap him. And they're seeing the picture of the two sort of enemies, the two opposing viewpoints have now come together to oppose Jesus. And Jesus is telling you, know, be careful about the yeast of these guys. Well, what does that mean, yeast? And they discussed among themselves and they said, it's because we didn't bring any bread. Yeast, bread. 
Aware of their discussion, Jesus asked, You have little faith. Why are you talking about bread? Don't you still understand? Don't you remember the five loaves for the 5,000 and how many basketfuls were gathered? Remember, we just had a little bit of bread and God provided for us. Or the seven loaves and the 4,000 in the baskets that were gathered together. So God had provided there, multiplied the loaves and the fishes. How is it you don't understand that I'm talking to you, uh, that I'm talking to you not about bread, but be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees? And then he understood that he was telling them, uh, he was not telling them to guard against the yeast used in bread, but against the teachings of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. A little bit of yeast makes the whole loaf rise. And a little bit of bad teaching, a little bit of error ruins the whole thing. Um, you know, they say, you know, you wouldn't want to take, um, you wouldn't want to take just a little tiny bit of um, dog dew <laughs> and mix it into your vanilla ice cream and then serve it to the family and tell them, you know, there's only a little bit in there. Well, the little tiny bit ruins the whole gallon of ice cream. We're not going to eat that. It's only a tiny bit. We're not going to eat that. Well, the same thing with this false teaching, the same thing with this bad teaching, the same thing with, you know, sticking this religious teaching and this legalistic teaching into the gospel of Jesus Christ. Be careful of it. Keep it pure. Keep it simple. Watch out. Watch out because just a little bit will ruin the whole loaf, ruin the whole lump. So verse 13. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, now they had walked quite a ways in order to get to Caesarea Philippi. This is up north. This is where the headwaters of the Jordan River are. He goes up there with his disciples. And this is a place where there's a lot of idolatry. In fact, there's a lot of statues. There's a lot of places to worship many gods, all kinds of gods that existed there in the land of Canaan, in the history of Canaan. Um, lots of different gods. And so they're all worshipped up there. And you can go there today and you can still see um, the places where those gods were worshipped. We do that when we go on our trips to Israel. We go up to Caesarea Philippi. It's way up there. Long walk for the disciples. Why did Jesus bring them all the way up there? Well, he brought them all the way up there so that Jesus would be standing among the gods, so-called, and he would ask them the question. Who do people say the Son of Man is? And they said, well, some people say you're John the Baptist. Well, John the Baptist had had his head taken off. But uh, as we saw before, that some people thought that John the Baptist had been resurrected and um, Jesus was now him. Some people say Elijah. Elijah was the most powerful prophet in the Old Testament. And because Jesus was doing such miraculous things, they said he's like Elijah. He's just this miracle-working prophet. And still others said Jeremiah. Well, Jeremiah was known as the weeping prophet. He was crying over the city of Jerusalem, and he was heartbroken over the things that were happening and the, uh, the, the distress of the people, the distress of the city, the distress of the nation. So they're seeing Jesus as being very sympathetic to uh, the difficulty and the plight of humanity. And some people said, you know, he's one of the other prophets. You know, he's a prophet. And Jesus said, well, what about you? What about you? What do you say? Who do you say I am? And Simon Peter answered, and he said, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Wow, nice proclamation. You're the Christ. You're the Messiah. 
you're the son of the living God. And Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, the son of Jonah. For this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. If you understand that Jesus is the Messiah, the Savior, the Christ, the Son of the living God, you didn't come up with that on your own. It's God's Holy Spirit that has showed you that. So you can rest assured that if you understand that Jesus was the Messiah, that Jesus was the Christ, that the Holy Spirit is working in your life. Holy Spirit's teaching you. The Holy Spirit's leading you. Because a lot of people know about Jesus, but they don't really accept him as the Messiah. They don't accept him as the Christ. They don't accept him as the Son of the living God, just like these other people didn't. Maybe he was one of the prophets. Maybe he was Jeremiah. Maybe he was Elijah. Maybe he was John the Baptist come back from the dead. But no, he's the Christ. He's the Messiah. And Jesus said, you know, my Father in heaven told you that. And I tell you that, that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades, or hell, will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And then he ordered the disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. Well, I thought that's why he came. And it's going to be on this profession of faith that Jesus is the Messiah, that Jesus is the Son of the living God. It's on that profession of faith that the church, the word church means those who are called out and gathered together. So we're gathered together right now. Right? We're assembled together. And those of us who are together, assembled in Christ's name, we're the church. We're the called out ones. We're assembled together. We're growing together. And so the foundation of all of this, the foundation of our gathering together right now, is that Jesus is the Christ. Jesus is the Messiah. He's the Son of the living God. And it might be you haven't come to that yet, but that you're coming to it. So um, if it's in your heart to accept that, then accept that, and you'll know that you too are a child of God for all of eternity, and nothing can change it. So uh, we'll continue um, tomorrow. There's a lot more you can read. There's another 10 verses or so you can read. Read those through. But we'll pick up tomorrow in um, chapter 17.